Right, so point number one is introductions because this mug here is is in is in the uh, preview episode zero, but yours isn't. So uh, who's this? What are what are we doing here? I'm Luke on five, and my dad's Bruce Lee. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Luke. Um, but I call you uh, LOK. Millionaire, millionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Uh, <laughs> not yet, anyway. Pounding. Um, Pardon, pounding. Yeah. Who am I? Uh, well, I'm a software engineer at the minute, and I've just decided to start a podcast with this guy to just talk about random this shit. Guy. Um, um, and yeah. This guy, aka Jim Bob, uh, to just talk about anything from gaming to fitness to existential crises to anything that's going on in the world. Well, let's not get uh, ahead so... of ourselves here now. <laughs> I mean, we'll keep the existentialism yeah, until later on. <laughs> you, you have no idea how many tangents we're going to get into. Um, <laughs> I guess should I talk about my hobbies as well to make it a very generic introduction? Um, yeah, you got to make it as generic as you can. We got yeah. to we got to appeal, consume, consume, consume. Well, Let's go. I mean, <coughs> uh, well, one of my hobbies is having a, a very bad chesty cough, which I've had for a week. Um, <laughs> so apologies for that. But uh, yeah, I enjoy going to the gym. Love fitness. Love weight training. Um, lo- well, I say love gaming. I ha- I haven't been playing games as much recently, but. Uh, this guy's trying to. This guy's trying to revive my love for games. We get it going. Um, <laughs> love watching movies. Love traveling places. Love just talking shit like I'm doing right now. Um, I don't really know what else to say for an introduction. So yeah, that's it. I'll leave uh, it there. I, I yeah. yeah, I just kind of wanted to kind of recap everything from episode zero. If you haven't listened to okay. it, where have you been? It's only twenty three seconds long. Get your attention span. <laughs> get training. Um. But basically, yeah, we're both kind of software uh, engineers. I don't know what software I engineered just yet, because really long start time, am I right? Hey. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess, you know, we're just wanting to chill out and see what happens with the, with the podcast and try and get our, our own views out there, because you hear about all these boys are like, oh, did you hear on this podcast he said this? I don't know who that is, and I don't know why I should care about his opinion, but it's a market that, that people seem to want to want to get into and uh, really engage with, so... I know. Let's jump on the bandwagon, hey? Joe Rogan, get us on your podcast. Joseph, get us on now. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to say as well. Um, I don't really hear a lot about it, but Anchor is actually quite a quite a good platform. Um, in terms of discoverability and stuff. And I, I was looking. You can like every episode. We're so we're on we're on like five platforms now. I think we're on Anchor. We're on. Breaker, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Pocket Casts, we're on Radio Public, and we're on Spotify. But um, something I've never noticed: um, Anchor. Whenever you publish an episode on Anchor, if you listen on Anchor, you can then leave little messages. So, like, if okay. you go to a certain part, you can be like, you know, the way on like SoundCloud, you can leave comments at a certain point in the song. Yeah. Anchor's kind of the same, so they can leave like messages about a certain part of the podcast. So. I just wanted to like let people know about Anchor, so that if there is something that, if one of us two idiots manages to say something that strikes a chord, <laughs> um, go on to Anchor and and give us a give us a little message about your bit, and we can then put them in the next episode. Or even another use case for that is just if you have any valuable feedback as well, probably yep. lay it on us. You know. Um, average listen time for episode zero is twenty three seconds, and it's twenty three seconds long, so. I mean, audience retention 100%. So we're doing well so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, that's all the sort of housekeeping I wanted to get into. Um, 
unless there's anything you want to want to chat about before we no, I, I, get on I the talking points. Much, I think you've pretty much covered it very well. Um, I mean, I've introduced myself. There's not, there's probably not much point in you <laughs> reintroducing yourself, is there? I don't know. Well, I mean, all I said in the first episode was, I'm Jim Bob, and my friend is LOK, and you, you, no one had heard your voice yeah. before in the podcast, so, so uh, we're, we're both out there, I'm Jim Bob, and that's LOK, so we're we're sorted. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Anywho, that's that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit's done. Um, did anything in the news this week grab your attention? Um, did I watch the news this week? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've just sort of been living under a fucking rock, just uh, under a bed, rock. suffering with my, with my little chesty cough. Um, no, uh, nothing really in the news this week has grabbed my attention other than, well, I saw there was that kind of, there was that shooting over in Plymouth, which was fucking shocking. Yeah, that's, I guess, that's I guess, something, I guess yeah. We probably shouldn't delve into that too much. We, we want to keep it positive. Well, kinda. we're not going to delve into it too much, but there is something I yeah. do want to say about it, and it's something that really okay. fucks me off about, like, whether it's here on the US or anywhere, when there is a mass shooting, you always find out the name of the fucker that did it before anyone that they killed, which I think is just yeah. giving them what they want. Like, they want all that. They want that infamy so that they can be remembered. So, like, why do we constantly like it's this isn't a new topic this is a new opinion and any podcast no. or i've ever heard of no. someone has at some point said this but stop glorifying assholes because they did Before something victims yeah. yeah stop glorifying assholes because they did something shocking like you know if they killed somebody that was trying to stop them glorify them who who died trying to you know stop this dude from killing 55 people or whatever and, yeah. and just let that dude fade into obscurity to be forgotten with time because that's what they fucking deserve. <laughs> yeah. And that, this kind of leads me into a completely different tangent from that. Serial killer documentaries. Yes, they're very fucking interesting, but but don't you kind of think uh, the likes of Ted Bundy and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and stuff, do you, not, do you not think those documentaries kind of glorify them and sort of get people interested in the serial killer? Yeah. You know, it's kind of given the serial killer some notoriety. The same time. Yeah, there's that. Like my mom watches them all the time, but she's more interested. I watch in, like, them too. The, the true. <laughs> she's she's interested in like the sort yeah. of the, the like the true crime aspect of it. Like because they normally have like psychologists yeah. being like this dude was really mentally ill. <laughs> oh shit. Um, and she likes them for that aspect of it, and I can sort of see why it would be interesting mm-hmm. to folk. But like at the same time, there's already so much fucking doom and gloom about in the place, and and you're like so you watch the news, you read the news all day. Somebody's died. Somebody's killed somebody. Whoever, like, your favourite actor has cancer or something. Um, yeah. Fuck. Like, talking about that, like, the biggest the biggest surprise I had, like, in the last year, I woke up one morning and Chadwick Boseman was dead. Like, you know, yeah, like, that, that was like, fucking shocking. That's the sort yeah. of stuff that, that ruins your week. And then after you read all that during the day, you go to work and you come home, what do you do? Oh, you put on a documentary about this boy that killed 55 people two years ago. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Eddie Van Halen <sighs> as well. That was a shocking one for me. I, I, that was a big shock. I knew he had cancer, but yeah, that was yeah. sad too. Like with with things like yeah. that as well. Like I always think to myself, and like you kind of feel bad. Like, did I do that? Did I manifest this? Like you think, oh, I heard he had cancer a while ago. I wonder how he's doing. And like two days later, he's dead. And you're like, did I did I manifest that into the world? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it 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 almost seems like suspiciously close in time in your mind. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. like I've, I've when Michael Jackson and stuff. died when I was like nine yeah. years old. I... <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I had a cat that was like 
the cat was like fourteen or fifteen years old. And one weekend, I had a dream that it died, and two two day two week like either two days or two weeks later, it was dead. And I was like, Jesus, that's rough. Premon- premonition here. So this um, this kind of leads this kind of leads me into another big talking point that kind of just came into my head talking about manifestation. What what are your kind of thoughts on manifestation? Because I myself, I would be a big believer in the law of attraction and manifestation. What's your kind of opinion on it? Or I mean, I'm not sure I really have an opinion one way or the other. Like, yeah, I do know people have d- done it in the past, and like it's it's worked. Yeah. Um, but like, there's the like there's. So you don't think it's like a big bucket of bullshit? <laughs> I don't think it's a big bucket of bullshit. I think there's some some power in like self actualization. <laughs> like if you, it's it's yeah. There's some bullshit in the bucket, but <laughs> it's like yeah. there is the self actualization side of it where you actually do go and like. You think you're just manifesting it, you but take, actually, subconsciously, but actually you do start doing the work. It. Yeah, because um, yeah. even even with like uh, with like positive self talk and kind of writing stuff down, I think if you're doing that repetitively, then you're kind of putting the ideas in your head, you're planting the seeds, and then obviously you're going to go out and kind of whether uh, you fully realize it or not, as you say, you're going to subconsciously like start taking yeah. action steps towards doing, doing the work. It. So it's not just like some. It's not some like magical fucking poof genie. Yeah, like you're not gonna wake up, but yeah, yeah, but like you you start changing your lifestyle. Like if if you start wanting to get, like I don't know, have a better better lifestyle, a better outlook, you start waking up earlier, you start eating better, you start, and then you start feeling better, and then you're like, oh, that's all, that's all the law of attraction. It's like, no, you you (laughs) did, you did the work. I have seen you do the work. Um, like it's like with with people that have well not even yeah. as 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 far as people have strokes because you know like that's kind of like a an an area of interest for me like sh- stroke rehab and stuff but yeah. like even like a, a basketball player could be playing absolutely trash and they'll do nothing but sit at home and just imagine themselves taking free throw after free throw like getting it like and they'll visualize yeah. themselves getting them and then in the next match their stats are just through the roof because. They did the work. They practiced. The they got with, them. Uh, it's the same with. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar. <coughs> Sorry, apologies for the cough. It's gonna. It's gonna be rumping throughout this it's episode. Gonna, it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna appear. I promise. We'll try and edit it out. But, but... Yeah, but I'm not sure <laughs> if you're familiar with uh, Conor McGregor's fight against Jose Aldo in 2015. But uh, before that fight, there's like videos showing Conor McGregor like practicing. The exact move and kind of when he was going to lay it out and Jose Aldo before the fight and then mm. whenever the fight happened bang he did, he did exactly what he was practicing he so it's kind of if you, yeah. if you have that visualization and you like kind of uh, repetitively repeat it in your head and kind of take the actions too I, I think you're you're kind of it's kind of one of those feel to prepare prepare to feel scenarios like if yeah. your preparation's very good then I, th- I think you've like a you're you're really increasing your chances of uh, doing what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've, we've, we've I think we've we've exhausted we've exhausted that avenue of conversation. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna flip right <laughs> That's back. One of my favorite um, avenues of conversation. <laughs> every, every everybody's favorite day, Monday. The first thing I read Ooh. was surprise, surprise, we fucked the climate big time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to I want to talk less about the whole you know oh reduce your carbon footprint stuff because I'm sure that's going to be done to death on podcasts that have been recorded around this time. Um, I want to show yeah. you an image that I found on the BBC News website. That is the image they put on it. Some sort of plague doctor looking shit. And I just thought like 
the, the images how just does that don't correlate seem... to modern how, day society? How does that yeah. add? Like, yes, your yeah. your your article here is about the uh, the global climate committee or whoever the fuck it is has released this report that says, surprise, surprise, you fucked it. But like, yeah, that's just, that is just plague doctor running through the streets of Victorian London. That doesn't. That's not yeah. an image I associate with climate change. <laughs> so, to, uh, yeah, funny you mention carbon footprint i actually watched uh, an interesting ted talk um was it last monday i think it, it was only like four minutes long but it was basically saying uh why good ideas fall into the valley of death and a couple of reasons why ideas might fall into the valley of death is number one they're just not useful or number two uh the cost of them for private investors or the the kind of timelines to get the ideas up and running or there might just not be like a suitable, or there might may just not be demand for that idea uh, at that certain point in time. But then yeah. I think one of the industries where, uh, like, one of the industries where ideas falling into the valley of death is kind of rampant at the minute is zero carbon technologies. But then uh, the kind of solution to this was that uh, there can kind of be like government initiatives, like sort of uh, like giving companies who are kind of uh, producing. Yeah. products uh to to kind of uh get these like zero carbon technologies up and running the government could provide loans to them um they could also yeah. like kind of they could tax like other competitors like such as fossil fuels and stuff that aren't as efficient and uh like through through that they can kind of uh because uh, zero carbon technologies are viewed as like very costly at the minute they, they can kind of drive down the prices over time and also up the demand of those kind of technologies as well and that and then the talk also kind of went on to like reference like some kind of examples in the past where this has actually worked um so i think the first one was in germany where there was uh companies that were making solar panels and uh, it was the same kind of scenario where private investors were too uh they were like too scared to kind of invest in it so what the government uh, did was they started uh, providing some loans and they started uh taxing the like, fossil yeah, fuel it. It's all about the money and that exactly and then since 2009 i think the price of solar panels has actually dropped 90 percent. so it just yeah. shows you with government initiatives what can happen and then yeah. it's also the same there i think there was like an oil crisis in denmark in the 1970s and the government also did the same with like a wind technology and like wind turbines and stuff so so it yeah. just shows you like uh there, there are steps that can't be taken yeah, like it, it does go in to show like that report. Like it, it's, it, it details basically like four or five different like possible futures, um, right the way yeah. from right the way from what happens if we do nothing to what happens if we basically today ban fossil fuels from yeah. life, which obviously wouldn't happen because quite a lot of things still rely yeah. on them. So, so, so it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. Like yeah, we're going to fuck the climate a bit more, so we're going to lose a lot of stuff immediately. But yeah. then in the long term we'll still have some stuff but what you're saying need, about need, um yep like renewable or like solar solar energy and stuff um tesla actually make quite a lot of their money if you um the comp- companies like car companies every time they like or as, as they produce like more economic or more environmentally friendly cars they get like credits from governments or like I don't know exactly how it works, but they get like some sort of credit. So basically, how Tesla, how Tesla has made a lot of their money, is they have sold their credits to companies that aren't making environmentally friendly cars. 
so that they can keep their quota because the quota isn't actually you have to make the card, it's you have to get the credits. But the, you can buy the credits from other <coughs> companies. So they don't actually have to cut their yeah. impact, they just have to get the credits. And Tesla obviously only yeah. makes electric cars, so Tesla's just fucking swimming in them. And they sell them on. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. Well, I mean, you, that's kind of, I, That's yeah. the... Like, that's the letter... That's like Jimmy Carr and his fucking taxes. Like, you know, he, he paid yeah. what the law says he was supposed to, but not what the law says he should. <laughs> you and, know? Interestingly enough, I was, I was actually watching a video on Elon Musk yesterday, and he... Uh, he reckons that the whole of China could easily be powered by solar. Oh, it could. The girl who was interviewing him, yeah, the girl who was interviewing him, like, uh, she she wasn't buying it at all. That she he's just, it. I'm telling you, it can. Okay. And then he, he also did that sit. He did that sit down um, with I think it was China's richest man, Jack Ma or something, as he called. And I, I think oh. Jack Ma, he 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 wasn't <laughs> he wasn't buying into the idea at all that computers could be smarter than humans and. <laughs> He was given some really, he was given some really fucking bizarre some okay reasons that just, that just didn't things. make sense at all. And if you see Elon's like facial expression, he's just like looking at the camera like, "Is this guy for fucking real?" It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hilarious video to watch actually. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, like really big hidden stories. Um, I don't have, I don't have many. The rest of it's just kind of, kind of. Well, there's some. There's Did some... you watch much of the Olympics? I didn't watch any of the Olympics, which is kind of strange because I I'm was. Not, I'm not far behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I was very interested in seeing how they would do karate in the Olympics because, I you know I trained in it for so long, and then there was a whole big yeah. thing here. I don't know if you heard about it. That was, a, I think it was in 2010. It was ages ago, or was it the same time as the last Olympics? No. I have no clue. I think I did that. But th- they called it, which is kind of. Considering the the history, uh, the history books, they called it the K is on the way, which gave gave <laughs> that, me instant that... flashbacks of burning crosses and sheets, and I was like, oh, like I kind of want to support, I kind of want to support this movement, but like from what it looks like <laughs> on the face of it, you just didn't think this through very well. <laughs> but they basically meant marketing guy. Yeah. yeah. But the World Karate Federation was basically like, right, we're going to call this the K is on the way because karate is coming to the Olympics in twenty twenty two. And ten years late, or twenty twenty, and ten years after when it actually happened, I couldn't be arse watching it. <laughs> I didn't see it, yeah. um, so I I, I was interested to see how that went. But oh, yeah. I, didn't see any I, I think it's great that they they kind of got like skateboarding and like BMX riding and stuff into the Olympics as well. I think I think that's pretty cool. It's nice to see yeah. more more sports kind of come into it. Uh, so that was interesting. I, I thought I would have paid more attention to like the the boxing or the kind of weightlifting and stuff like that there, but uh, yeah, no, I uh, much like you, I, I I didn't fucking pay. It's much like attention I don't, yeah, I don't really pay attention to that sort of stuff during the year. And like, yeah. I'm sorry about maybe they are really well versed, but like the BBC and whoever it is have like the same three commentators for every event. And they all yeah. talk as if they all talk as if they're experts on it. Oh, she's had a nightmare there. It's like, Dave, I don't think you're an expert on swimming, rowing, football, weightlifting, yeah. gymnastics, and how can you possibly tell that's a nightmare? And another thing that always fucking kind of grinds my gears as well, although I have nothing against England, I, <laughs> I can't hear... <laughs> <laughs> They're at it so, again. That's kind of... 
a lot a lot of the commentators because they're from England they kind of like act as it as if like all the athletes from England are just like God's gift and every other kind of athlete behind that is like second to yeah. none. Well, yeah, that's so, that's kind of how we I, how we yeah. get it here with with the way yeah. the broadcasters yeah. are. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, what did I what did I watch? The only sporting thing I watched was the 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 England versus Italy match. And Italia, I'm Even though they did, they did the dirty run. tricks, they grab they yeah. they grab your man by the fucking throat and dropped him. They, but and the commentators just like, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to take the foul to win the game. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, no, England got yeah. their ass kicked there, so um, I'm happy enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's a controversial opinion or not. Come at me, I guess. Um. One thing I will say, sorry, I I, big news, or you go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was so much that people over here um, don't like England. I, th- I think it's more just the fact that England wouldn't stop fucking talking about it for months after if they did win, and I think it was yeah. fry everybody's heads. Yeah. Like it, it is obviously a, a big thing for them because if you look back, like England is the first country to ever have played football. Um, and it's just quite yeah. funny that since they gave it to the rest of the world, they've been consistently the worst at it. Um, <laughs> but, but that's just that's just us. Um, well, another thing, um, really, the only serious bit of news, and then we can start talking about movies and nerdy stuff. Well, this is actually yeah, kind of nerdy. Um, but basically now, um, photos that this won't apply to you because you're an Android man. Um, but. I'm I'm deep in the 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 Apple ecosystem here, so basically any of my photos that are stored in um, iCloud and I assume only iCloud at the minute um, will be subject to being scanned for child porn, which is fine by me because I don't have any child yeah. porn on my phone. Um, but the way they're doing That's it, like there's there is a whole, <laughs> there's a whole white paper about it, and I have planned to read it before I talked about it, but I didn't. <laughs> But I think the gist of how it works is the FBI or whoever has like a list of um, images, like a database. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's all hashed, like it's not human readable. Um, and basically, Apple will scan your phone and hash all your images with the same algorithm, and then basically just check all that fuck up, and then just check um check all your hashes against all that against that mm-hmm. database, and then only when only if they see a certain number of similarities will they then crack open your account and actually look at the pictures yeah um so there's people okay, that are so... obviously very pro privacy but like that's a disgraceful but also yeah. people that are very pro not having their children get exploited that yeah. are very this is thanks for this um yeah where do you stand on because obviously there's like when i so... talk to you i know that we don't have i don't have to explain what a hash is and why it isn't exactly yeah. the same as opening your phone um <laughs> No, I I think I think it's like a that that was kind of that was going to be my question kind of before you mentioned that like do do they know uh, who the p- pictures belong to instantaneously? But um, kind of no, I think it's a very good initiative. Um, I I think uh, yeah, I I before that idea, but that then again, I sp- I was just thinking about like all those people who might have like kind of nude pictures of their like spouse or something like that there they might kind of <laughs> they might kind of be a bit shooken up by that or yeah. like fuck what if some motherfucker is gonna go in and just like uh, exploit pictures that i've yeah. taken of myself or something like that there too but yeah. um 
I th- I think if you're saying that's only kind of matching against those ha- hashes for kind of like child already images, known images specifically, yeah. then yeah. But then, then that sort of brings uh, in another that, thing to it, yeah. like, well, why? Like, obviously, uh, this is the thing I saw. I mentioned I saw it mentioned on Reddit around the issue that most child predators don't use the Surface Web anyway. So won't be yeah. storing won't be storing their photos in iCloud for this to really, so the only people that are going to get scanned yeah. is everyday Joes like you and me, who and yeah. obviously if the images aren't already in the FBI's database, they're never going to find a match on the hashes. If you know if you are yeah. a nefarious actor I, and you have taken brand new pictures, they're not going yeah. to find them. I <laughs> I I think you'd be surprised though. Although as you, uh, I'd probably agree with you that most. Uh, most child predators probably aren't on the like vanilla internet, yeah. like so to speak. I I would say there probably is some dumb motherfuckers who would. <laughs> well, we got Kevin Curran on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Here, that, to that's talk a show about for it. a future podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have enough to pay him. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really yeah. all I wanted to say about. Well, it's not really all I wanted to say about it. Obviously, as as it goes on and develop, because they haven't put anything into it. Well, I'll maybe develop an update. I'll, I'll read the white paper at some yeah. point and maybe chat about it in the I next wonder, episode. I wonder, I wonder if anything kind of similar is coming to Android. Well, Google are very yeah, that's big. That's the with, first I've ever heard about that. So yeah, yeah. Google are very big with with Google Lens and stuff, and and so maybe they'll like analyze pictures to try try and see. Because like I we were at an aquarium in Scotland and I mm-hmm. like I saw a fish and like they must have moved them about just recently because like the label at the side of the tank was not what was in it and like on this live fish I just got Google Lens up and I was like just tapped on it and I was like here this is one of whatever this fish is so I think they're making big steps in terms yeah. of being able to just like look at an image and be like that's a Wayne <laughs> so you never know yeah. Google, Google will be leading the charge. No, I, no, I, de- uh, I definitely think it is a good idea, but obviously there's like some kind of dodgy spaces around that as well. Like I yeah. can see like other people's kind of privacy concerns too. But uh, there are the privacy concerns because there's idea. always the argument yeah. of uh, well, everyone always has the argument. Oh well, sir, if you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear. But like yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> I don't want yeah. ever. I don't want the police monitoring my phone just in case I decide one day to commit a crime. Like, that's yeah. when you're into the, the police state, like, if, if getting followed around, dystopian future, like, oh, yes, we know where everyone is at all mm-hmm. times, which they already do with tracking and stuff, but as, yeah. we're not here to we're not here to put tinfoil hats on people. Um, you believe yeah. what you want to believe. <laughs> um, so like, I, I think... It's just actually popped in... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, th- I, just, I think there is some sort of... People are too easy, too quick to be like, oh, the corporations are all bad. But like, if like the corporations have to have some, well, you would think, and I kind of believe, maybe I'm being naive, but corporations kind of do have to have a bit of, oh, yeah, we are only doing what we say we're doing because if it comes out that they're not, like with Facebook and stuff, like it came out that they weren't yeah. using data in the way they said they were and there was big backlash, though their platform didn't suffer at all for it. They just paid a wee fine and that was them. Because the the audience is yeah. all like eighty five years old, and didn't understand what exactly it meant that Facebook had sold all their information. And the one thing I will care, say about don't use it. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I will say about the fucking adverts is uh, sometimes I'll be looking for some clothes and I'll be browsing through all the websites. And I'll be like, yeah. Fuck, I can't, can't find, find it. I can't find exact. I can't find exactly what I'm looking for. Then I'll go on Facebook and I'll find like an advert with like 
something better than what I was looking for. Yep. That that's that's one time where ads actually can be useful. <laughs> that, that that is where it can be <laughs> useful. But like I'm I'm always like yeah. It depends what mood I'm in some days. Like, obviously, you get up to things and I'm like, oh, agree to cookies, don't agree to cookies. And sometimes, just for the sake of it, I will sit, I will press, let me read more about this. And then it comes up with all the wee sliders and I turn them all off. And then I go ahead about my day. Just for them. Just for, like, I could use a, an ad blocker, I could use a private brute. No, I just, I just want to I just want to make sure that you're not doing anything. And sometimes yeah. I just go and delete all the cookies just for the fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't have any. Big... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you what, what what are your thoughts on Neuralink? Um, I don't really have any thoughts on it. I haven't really thought about it. Um, this 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 Papa Musk, isn't it? Yeah, going, going into I, I the think cyberpunk future. I I think it's an interesting idea, and I think I think their kind of starting point is uh, sort of tar- uh, targeted at like a uh like quadriplegic people or whatever yep. like people who are paralyzed so that they can kind of like interact with computers and stuff through their eyes which i think yeah. uh, could, i think that is a, a very good, good like, a good way to use yeah. it um I, I think a lot of people yeah. hear about these things like oh i'll never do that here that's unnatural and there's 90 percent chance you're not the target market Wait, anyway steve this <laughs> my my kind of opinion on it is already and this might sound very fucking whack but my kind of view on it is we are already essentially cyborgs. Like, your phone is basically yeah. an extension of yourself. Like, wearable like, tag without and stuff. A, without a phone and the internet, you're you're at such a disadvantage kind of in today's life. And people might disagree and think, like, uh, they're, like, freer because uh, they can, like, kind of get away from uh, their phone and, like, social media and stuff like that there. When, yeah. Which is probably true. But I, I think, like... Uh, Knowledge-wise, you can really be at a disadvantage if you don't have like instant access to the like yeah. uh, the internet to just like look something up, you know. Well, I think it's like everything. Like it is, it's handy. Like yeah, like we've all become accustomed to a certain standard of life. Like like you know, you hear from the boomers and stuff. Like like everybody I know over the age of forty does not keep their phone on them. Like if they mm-hmm. go somewhere, it's in a bag, it's in their coat, and they take the coat off and leave it from them. But like with us, we would have it in our pocket or even in our hand. Oh yeah, one hundred. Um, because like, pe- like th- those previous generations, like they adapted to the phone. The yeah, phone whereas did, we, they we didn't were kind of with it. We were kind of born. Even with, with us, like all this is all this is all rapidly like this was sort of come into how it is now as we were like already kind of half grown. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that's the, true. Actually, like yeah. the stuff Wayne's are running about with now, I couldn't conceive of even at the age of twelve. But yeah. now, but now like kids are growing up with it. It's it's rapidly evolved recently because like whenever like, we were growing up, TikTok, like flip that, phones that and stuff. just blew up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's everything I have for big news, like sort of cosmic news. Um, I want to talk about yeah. next next thing on my list is um, Suicide Squad and as a compare and contrast, Black Widow. How did okay. you think? In your opinion, the Suicide Squad. How? What was that like for for you? So you watched the first one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the yeah. first one. So compared so to the first for one, me, how did you find it? I find it immensely better than the first one. It was surprisingly gory for me. And um, there was some scenes in it I was uh, that made me surprised. It wasn't rated eighteen instead of fifteen. Mm, yeah, and, uh, it's uh, not. It, 
like big fucking whoop. It doesn't matter at all. But uh, it it was very gory, and I definitely did enjoy it a lot more than the first one. It had my attention a lot more. The kind of the plot was kind of more believe more believable until the fucking more end. believable <laughs> until the big bad came until, out. Um, until the big. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll try. Out. We'll try not to spoil it. But like my first point here yeah, does yeah. does spoil, but doesn't really spoil it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But my, my first point here is that the big bad is a bit ridiculous. But on reading reviews <laughs> and stuff, that, is that big bad in the comics? I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read the comics. I've never read them. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, as as you said it there, like you were surprised how gory it was. You were surprised sort of how much it didn't care about. Yeah. What, and that's what critics critics are saying. That's why it worked. Because James Gunn just yeah. went in and he was like, I know this is ridiculous. I know this is balls to the wall gory. Um, I know that these jokes that these boys are making aren't landing all the time. But for what it is, it's, you know, the Suicide Squad, it's organization, organization it's, through chaos. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's meant to be kind of messy because that's the whole premise. Yeah, that's the whole point of them. These guys are literally prone to fucking death at any point. Yeah, you know? like, 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 Harley yeah. Quinn, like even if you see through the the, the DC uh, or not the DC, the Rocksteady Batman, the Arkham games, like she's in them a lot yeah. too, and like that's one of the widely regarded as like the most successful Batman IP ever, like not even in terms of yeah. games, but like in general, like the most the, the best DC thing are those Batman games, except for Arkham Origins that we don't talk about. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say. Margaret Robbie, you looking fine. <laughs> you looking fine. <laughs> when you stop fucking with that Quentin Tarantino bit, you hit me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like that's yeah, you know, like no, I, it was definitely enjoyable. Um, like I do I have say it's the, yeah. No, go ahead. It, it's not the best movie. I, it's not, not the best, the best movie, movie I've ever seen, but uh, it, um, it was immensely better than the first one. Well, I, w- I will say that, like, Metacritic-wise, I-, I do have the numbers, kind of, roughly. Um, the opinion polls for the first one, the first movie had a meta score of 40. And the second one had a meta okay. score of 73. Um, and the first one, the original had 942 negative reviews. That's user and critic combined. Critic, yeah. And the recent one only had 77 negative reviews, so it's definitely been seen in a better light but then, then again then again there's been more time elapsed like since the first one came out so that leaves more time for well, there's that too more, for more people to see it yeah. and give bad reviews that's true we, but yeah. i think in general like the like critic yeah. scores and that, stuff those ratings are quite a jump yeah critic scores anyway it's a 7.9 out of 10 on imdb and the first one was only 6.4 or something no f- five yeah. point something um anyway another movie we've seen recently i don't know if you've seen it anymore but we saw Black Widow as well. Mm-hmm. Compared to Suicide Squad, because obviously there's nothing else to, like Marvel-wise to compare it to, compared to Suicide Squad, how... Obviously the new one, how did you find Black Widow? Um, so, I enjoyed both of the movies. I, I don't know if I could say... I think I, I maybe enjoyed Suicide Squad slightly more just for the silly, sort of goofy, fucking gory yep. violence, but I think... I think Black Widow like kind of gave you exactly what you kind of expected from a Marvel movie. Maybe maybe it felt a bit rushed at points, but um, no, I I definitely enjoyed it, and I'll also say Scarlett Johansson, you also looking good. <laughs> when you stop fucking around with that man, you bugger, with <laughs> hit me up. Um, so numbers wise, um, 
it actually did mm. one point one one point one points worse than Suicide Squad did. It only got a six point eight. Okay. Um, which I yeah. was kind of surprised at because I thought like it was all ve- like it was all within the realm of Marvel. It was all it was sort of in that darker direction. Because Suicide Squad kind of had that too. It was like a ver- it was a very military esque movie. Like they were both kind of similar mm-hmm. in tone for me right at the start. I thought, but then obviously Suicide Squad just got bonkers. <laughs> and, more, more chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. and then Black Widow was more kind of realistic and how she's it was sort of resolved. If you can call mind control through the air realistic, um, mind control through pheromones that science has proven doesn't exist. <laughs> realistic. Um, or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I don't, I'm not up to date with pheromone science. You know. Pheromone science isn't my, isn't my isn't my bag, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it's, it's crap. Um, but Black Widow had 196 negative user reviews compared to Suicide Squad 77 at the time of at the time yeah. of gathering my stats, and they've been out for roughly the same amount of time. So I think it left a lot of people mean, disappointed. Maybe it's because it kind of it didn't like do anything that kind of new like out of the bag. Like it it yeah. was just kind of. It just felt like a, a big, like, kind of blockbuster Marvel movie. Like, yeah. But that's what they're going for as well, I suppose. So, like, know, I didn't, yeah. Of... I didn't read what the negative user reviews are, so it could very well be that the people like the movie but want to tank the reviews because Disney are screwing my, my, my gal Scarlett out of money. Um, oh, yes. That's I don't also know. true. Uh, that could be it. Um, I mean, I'm 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 good enough to go through and check the stats, but I'm not good enough to check that they're low because the movie's shite or because people just don't <laughs> like Disney, the big bad Disney. Who, actually, funny enough, actually, this isn't on my list and it's not really relevant to anything else. But Disney, despite being hit the worst by the pandemic, have turned over in the last three months over three hundred twenty-five million dollars in Disneyland alone. And 119 million in paid Disney. Yeah, wow. Disneyland's alone. And then in Jeez. paid Disney Plus subscribers, over 119 million. Of which we are. That's, <laughs> because it's yeah, just so yeah, damn I'm, good. I'm one of them. It <laughs> is. I mean, I you, want fucking, my monsters Inc. you have access to everything, you know? Yeah, I want my Monsters yeah. Inc. That's it. Um, that's interesting. Out of Disneyland alone. Damn, that, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um. Yeah. And so, something else slightly slightly lighter but well light, lighter for us but not for the dude that it happened to um, I saw a post on Reddit a guy his landlord was like bipolar or schizophrenic or something and locked him out of his house and destroyed his gaming PC with his RTX 3080 Founders Edition in it because he was convinced he was a government spy because he was a computer science graduate <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy these graphics cards are going for like well, they recommend their MSRP uh, is six hundred or seven hundred dollars, but <laughs> you know as well as I do that that's very hard to get for that price. I think their MSRP is four or five hundred yeah. actually. I'm not sure, um, but this dude he's paid at least a thousand thousand dollars to get this graphics card, and this dude his landlord is just taking his PC, fucked it in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pity he didn't get it first. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, but I was just blown away. I was like, oh, like of all the like, imagine have imagine the it's year, just... the year or two that's been going on. He's just graduated, his, like from his course, which you and I both know. Like in final year, fully remote is totally, like it's 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 an achievement and a half. Like getting to grips with it. Yeah. 
I was like, you finally graduate, you, you, you're on your summer, you go out, to, go out to work to make a few bob, you come back and your landlord locked you out of the house and thrown your PC in the fucking bath. Just shows you, man, you, you can be at the wrong place at a really fucking bizarre time. <laughs> the poor guy. Oh, I was, I was, yeah. there, there was a big update from him in the comments, but uh, I think they went through the police and got like, insurance and stuff, so like they're... He's grand. He's getting. He's getting his stuff replaced. I think. But, <laughs> like, just imagine. Every fucking day there is some kind some of fucking handling. Oh, I I, sh- I laugh a bit more than I should have had it. But anyway, um, that's it. Taking Instagram now, unless you have anything to add, anything any, nope. any like of nope. your people. Um, so I put up a poll on my on a poll question on my Instagram. Uh, basically. So, uh, tell them that I had my little list of talking points um, but is there anything that they think I might not cover or anything that they would want our opinions on myself and Diogenes mm-hmm. here okay um, uh, one of the best one, well, one of the sort of really relevant ones was working from home versus working from work um, okay. I mean I, th- I think I know your opinion on it and we're kind of both the same It's yeah. as far as I can keep me away from other people uh, unless I really really need to yeah. be there Um but I guess there is something also in the fact that if, depending on what the job is, like obviously, some yeah, like if you're working in a cafe, you have to work from work because you can't you can't pour someone a coffee over over fucking, fucking Discord. Lob tea across. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go and get them. Um, but like if if it's something like software, like stuff that that we're in and that we do, obviously, I don't know if people want to leave messages on Anchor, but how it would imply for their jobs but I think it's good if you kind of know what you're doing or if you're doing something that you can have a lot of independence with but if it is something you're new to like if you're getting trained on a new system or a new something it does help to be able to be in the office and go like hey sir what am I doing here rather than having to like send a message that, and then maybe the dude's away walking his dog yeah. or something or he's away and he takes ages to reply um yeah and it could yeah. be like very, it could be like a very critical piece of work for you. That no, as you say, I uh, I really enjoy working from home, and you know, it kind of I I found for me anyway, it kind of like decreases a lot of like anxieties and stuff I got there. But at the same time, as you were saying, if you are kind of like new to like a system or maybe like a new programming language, or you don't really understand like the kind of like a low level like how a project works or something like that, and you have like a lot of questions that you want to ask you. You can kind of feel bad that you're like kind of spamming people over yep. messages, whereas if you if yep. you're in the office, you can literally just go, "Hi, hey. answer me, you <laughs> bigger knees." But uh, um, no, that yeah. that's uh, that's kind of the one downfall of it. But uh, everything else, I would kind of be a yeah. fan from fan of working remotely. It is a good thing. Know? Like I haven't even I haven't really worked remotely. Like the only real experience I have of work work from home it wasn't a job. It was just it was just final year and. At uni, yeah. and obviously that's that's quick enough because once you get onto your project, you're kind of sort of self-paced with how, how fast you're doing stuff and yeah. lectures and not lectures. It's, it's also up to you because no one's going to give you, you help. That's it. No one's going to give you help. Yeah. Um, but and you know when when Just you need help, it is there, and it's sort of the same yeah. sort of ways you would do. Like if you're in the office and you were doing something, you got stuck. You would go to Google anyway, and you can Google at office, you can Google at home. So Stack really, overflow. By and large, I don't really see any difference. But I mean, for for, for me, yeah. like. Uh, the only the only job I ever had where I worked from home was the last few months of placement, and mm-hmm. I'd say in that environment, the way everything was set up, it really was a detriment because, with like in the office, it was fine because the way it worked, like an, an email came in, and then we would like it was an Outlook, so we could like right click on the email and give it a like I was the yellow category, so if I put a yellow category on an email, nobody would touch it. 
But then because mm-hmm. everything was over the VPN, so it had to go from me to the router to the VPN to the exchange to the my PC and the like, you know that sort of stuff. There was a yeah. big lag, so I would put a I would put a green I would put mine on it and go and do the request, and then I'd come back to delete the email, and everybody else on the team would have put their name on it too. And then we'd be on to we'd be on to Jabber say like oh did you do that one I was I was doing that one like and took it and then there was just like a whole lot of things like with remote PCs and office P- like my PC was off on in the office and I was working like remote desktop so my PC being on in the office made everyone think I was online when I wasn't <laughs> like why were you online at four four a.m. I was like I wasn't I turned this thing off but my PC in the office I didn't turn that off so that uh, okay. then had me online at four a.m. So then it looked like I was com- I was online and I wasn't online and I was online when I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, nightmare. Yeah. So like at it that point I was like this working from home is terrible, but I think uh, like I had a few ideas for them, but obviously government work and stuff changes yeah, yeah. changes well, the ages. Uh, maybe I misheard you there, but did you say sometimes there was like some confusion between who was going to pick up a ticket or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, like, so, I would pick I mean, it up. And yeah. then, I would, come, I would pick it up but, and then uh, finish it and somebody else would have it yeah. picked up too yeah so whenever uh, whenever you're doing that whenever you're, you kind of like start your new job you'll probably be using Jira anyway so that'll probably solve that it better because like that was my whole plan my whole plan was like <laughs> yeah. well, well how about like we sort of rewrite this little bit of the system so that instead of sending it to all of uh-huh. us it just looks at who's online and then just chooses one of us and tells us this is yours Obviously, yeah. the time time it would take to implement that system and stuff, and like you know, working from home and getting everybody laptops to sort. It wasn't right at the time. Yeah. So I think now that it, all the kinks have been worked out, I think working from home is a good idea. But I th- mm-hmm. I think probably maybe companies and stuff shouldn't shouldn't half ass it. It shouldn't be sort of a oh right, well sure you just have laptops now you can go and work from home, because then there's obviously you you know yourself the infrastructure challenges of oh well the VPN can't support everyone working from home, so some people are going to have to come in with some work from home and or whilst we get an upgrade yeah. to the VPN yeah. or change the servers or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty it's it's a good it's a good idea. Uh, and like I know on the civil ser- I, I'm going back to civil service. Like everyone thinks I just have carry a flag for the place, living rent free. Um, but they're like one of Northern Iron's oldest companies, and th- now they've laid all the infrastructure. They're like, you know what? Let's just do this forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it's, it's it is it is the future. It's the future now. Um, I think working from home because so many companies can't do it that there is really no excuse. Like, yeah, it's good to have the big office, and obviously yeah. where it's not where it's not secure to do things over. Like, obviously still government buildings like real top secret stuff will probably still do it all over LAN in the office because the internet is inherently yeah. insecure no matter how many providers you have providing security but I think for, for by, by and large like just pushing updates to a website that checks if you've got your prescriptions in the in the pharmacy you, you yeah. just do that from home just to add to that actually <laughs> I was reading a I was reading a book um, uh, called Not a Life Coach by James Smith, who's a personal trainer. Shout out to James Smith. Go Shout and out. watch his content and buy his book. Talk You're campaigning it. hard um, for the sponsors here, son. <laughs> I'm not. I just I just really like James Smith, uh, and his book is very good. But mm-hmm. basically, he he kind of talks about it, and I think he he actually put this in an article online as well. He kind of like. Uh, if uh, imagine you could like uh well we can work remotely now uh but like imagine you could like kind of like work remotely from like a different co- uh country because 
I know a lot of companies, although they let you work remotely, they kind of have rules that you need to be in like a certain <coughs> mile radius to the office. That's right. me. Thank you. Um, but uh, he, he kind of said, like, uh, imagine the incentive you would kind of have to do a good job if you were like allowed to uh, work remotely from like Spain or something. Like, you get up early, you like, get in your fucking hours of work, and then you just go and chill by the pool or whatever, you know? That, like, yeah. it's taking work life balance to like a whole new kind of level. So I thought that was an interesting idea as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean. It is the way of the future. It's sort of a lot of companies and stuff now are realizing, oh damn, all the things we were saying. You have to come in. That's kind of balls. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think work from home is where it's going. But I think a lot of places yeah. do also see like the whole the the use of the office. Like if you're in a home situation where maybe you know it's not going so well because you know life isn't perfect for everybody. People have issues. Yeah. If you're in a situation where you're fighting day in day out with the wife, or the kids are always making noise, and you're trying to get a really important project done, it is important that there is a space somewhere for you to go and do your shit. Yeah, and, and if you can't you get can the piece, separate yeah. life from work. Yeah, and if yeah, like because even even in final year uni, like for the first semester, it really did take a toll on my mental health. I worked. Oh really? I yeah, worked, yeah. slept, and ate in the same yeah. three meter square. Um, yeah, because like, felt like I yeah. was just like fucking living and breathing university. Yeah, yeah like you, like you got up, like obviously yeah. then, but well, it wasn't all semester one because obviously I had the house uh, near campus, so like that was good because yeah. we could yeah. go downstairs and stuff during the day and chill out. But whenever we moved home, mm-hmm. when there was that big like whole lockdown and that on the dairy area, and I was like, oh, bye, um, yeah. and we all moved back. <laughs> there was like a period of two or three months where. Like the lectures were more or less every other day from nine AM to like three PM. So I was like getting out yeah. of bed at nine, then going down to get something to eat for lunch, but having to come back because they didn't give you barely any time to make lunch, so you had to eat it whilst listening to the rest of the lecture. And then like yeah. maybe you got behind with the notes or the practical took too long and then you had to go and get your dinner. So you maybe out of the room like once or twice. But then after that was all done, like Oh, the lads are hopping on for games. Oh, back to the desk I was sitting at for four hours this morning <laughs> to play games yeah. for two hours. To then, after that, oh, we'll have uni again tomorrow morning, so I better get to bed here now, two metres away from my fucking desk. I'll be sitting at for 12 hours all day. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that was the thing, because we ran... Well, I, I was helping run the, run the society um, for computing and engineering last year. And, like, we yeah. were very, very, very optimistic with things. Like, in the middle of that whole sort of me having that kind of not meant i don't want to say mental episode because i don't feel like it was like a real real big issue because it wasn't yeah. like i wasn't i wasn't in any big way over it and i don't want to just take, take away from people with real issues but like that mental sort of haze of mine I, like we were in the middle of that organizing like an among us game night with the whole society and like I th- we, we all just kind of had a bit, a, a bit of a chat we're like we could, like there's no there's no point in doing this because we wanted to do things like meet up in person and program Arduinos and build things and actually like have that collaborative like that engineering because like I know like we're from a computing background but it really does interest me like you know yourself like I I like to fucking take things apart and you know see if I can make this work by sticking that into it so it was like a big thing like yeah, yeah that's what the society's going to be we're going to build up we're going to have projects like we we bought a Subaru well Harley bought a Subaru and we were going to like fix that up and stuff and we were like my old car that doesn't go anymore we were going to like take that right apart like right down get the engine out of it run it like run it on the desk so like you can see how the engine worked and stuff but we couldn't do any of that because we couldn't meet up with enough people because yeah. like, en- engines are heavy you can't meet two people standing two, two meters apart like you need a whole crew 
And so, like, the whole thing was falling yeah. apart. It was just coming down to doing the same thing every other society was doing. And, like, everybody was just sick of it at that point. Like, they were online 12 or, like, five hours, six hours a day for lectures. And then we were asking them to come on every night again for something else to sit in Discord. And, like, it, it yeah. just really did I'm gonna take away from it. two seconds. I'm just yeah. going to close my window because the guy started cutting the grass. Yeah, right. that's grand. He stopped. The window's already closed. He's just making a big noise. Um, but, but to yeah, kind of so... add to your point as well, um, <coughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree with everything you were saying. It, it did feel like you were kind of just living, eating, shitting, breathing, working uni. And uh, I think uh, it, I think I went for like months without even like meeting up with yourself or like any of my other friends as well. Yeah. Like I think. Uh, some of my friends I hadn't like really seen them in like a year and I think uh like my uh even my family and stuff were like kinda of saying to me, like, Oh look, this isn't this isn't healthy, you're like kinda of doing yeah. too much uh for uni, you need to take a even you, I remember you saying to me multiple times. Wise up, uh, would like, you? <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to take a fucking break. So it's like you need to wise up a wee bit. Yeah, it was like yeah. It was like second week of semester uh, one, and you were like halfway through the back end of your project, and you're like, man, I, I don't have enough done, this is terrible! I, was like, <laughs> I haven't even created my project yet! <laughs> Calm but, uh, down! <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like I, and I, I did burn out uh, towards the second semester, yeah. although I kind of uh, got it back at the end, but oh, overall, looking back, I'm thinking, oh, it like, paid off because I did do well, but at, yeah, at the same got, time, got, I probably. Probably would have done well if you calmed down. Have, yeah, that's what I was getting towards. Like, I probably could have done maybe just as well without the worry and the stress, like, going into that yeah. as well. So, yeah. Well, sometimes the worry and the stress, you, you, you can't help it. Like, there are things you're oh, going to yeah. be worried <laughs> about. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just neurotic as fuck. Just... <laughs> I don't know one thing and I just find something else. <laughs> yeah. It does drive um, you, though. It, it is a good driver. Well, it, it is a good driver, yeah, thinking you're not going to get it done. Um, and then realizing, obviously, whenever you do, like, whenever you do look at it, like, you think you don't do a lot every day. the first week. <laughs> yeah, but, like, if you do a lot, if, if you do a little bit every day, and then you're like, oh, fuck this and close it. But as long as you've done something. Because I noticed it at the end, I got to the end, I was like, I need to really get this game in shape here. And, like, the actual game was really as far as it was going to come in the time frame <clears throat> that we had. And I was like, how is this, like, done? Yeah. I, have, I haven't done anything on I never did anything on this. I always opened this and closed it, like, five minutes after. But in those five yeah. minutes, I always did something. So then, you could, like, it comes together did slowly. You, yeah. Did you Did you also kind of feel, and I had this a lot, like, even whenever I had kind of done everything that I kind of laid out that I was going to do with my project, I felt so fucking underwhelmed with it. Like, yeah, like, this, this is going to be a big thing. It's gonna be a big thing, and I'm gonna get all this done, and then you yeah. do it all, and then you're like, oh, but it was actually really easy to do all that. I could probably put more in. <laughs> whenever, whenever I want to present it, I'm like, I'm gonna have nothing to talk about. Yeah. When I did the actual presentation, they had to cut me off because oh, yeah. I was chatting too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like I, I was the same. I think I, well, I think I got two because I got the game done, and then I was like, right, well, I could add more to this, but by the time I start it and stuff, then I'm really getting deep into it, and I won't maybe finish this other thing that I kind of yeah. want to show as well. Which I think was kind of what mine suffered from because I kind of strayed a bit too far from the brief and then what I finished, what I presented, I spent more time talking about something that wasn't even in the scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so they were kind of like, yeah, that API is great and all, but like you were supposed to make an exercise game. <laughs> Anything about that? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was like, ah! Um! <laughs> I focused on the UX kind of design way too much for mine whenever I could have like, spent that time implementing new features as well. But Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyway, I digress. So I think we've you landed sides. on we've landed on work from home is good when you can do it well when you do have the spaces to still have like an office and a bedroom and somewhere like places that you can chill you can in. Differentiate between the two. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> if you start chilling in the same place, like of it, like if you're using the same, well, obviously you use the same computer to like watch movies and stuff as you would to work. But then if you're doing that, you're like, oh well, that, this is my this is my work machine, but it's also my relaxing machine. But it's also in my bedroom, but it's also in my den, my live my fucking kitchen where I eat here because I eat here now. And so I think if you have the space, the is, you 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 don't eat where you shit. Is that it? Don't eat. Something don't eat like where you don't, don't shit where you eat. Well, yeah. so, so some some motherfuckers might, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I so I think. When you do it right, work from home is obviously going to be the future. But where you can't, where, like where people, where people live in flats and stuff, like by them, I think is where they'll want to return more to the office because your home is kind. Of, when you have a small house, like if, especially if you live in the city, like up in Belfast, like if your house is where you relax at, and if you have a small house because they're expensive in most cities, like you only have one or two rooms, and you, you shit in one, you eat in one, and then you sleep in the other one like there's nowhere to put an office so they're gonna they're gonna creep in on top of each other and you kind of want to have yeah. them separate because you don't you want to you yeah. want to you want to work to live not live to work what you always say um yeah and if you are living <laughs> where if you yeah. if you live where you work you will find it increasingly hard because like i know my mom downstairs and i always i always lose the bat or like work day in her job is if you come in at seven you, if you if you come in at uh, eight, you can leave at uh, like f- four or five or something. Um, mm. Or if you come in at you know as long as you work your core hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flexible. She will, enough. Yeah, she will start at seven, and she will work to half six. I'm guilty of that too. Not seven. Your your mom's fucking crazy. And I uh, and I'm just some, like yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes some days she goes swimming, so she'll start yeah. at eight those days, but then she'll yeah. keep working to half six. But then she starts she does she does this thing she takes time off. She goes and says, "I have these hours to take off. I would like to take them off, please." And then she'll mm-hmm. fucking work, just periodically throughout the time that she's supposed to be off. And I'm like, "Why are you yeah. using your leave if you're going to sit there working? Like, yeah, you're going, you're still going to get paid, but like, you know, you don't have the leave, and you've sat yeah. and worked anyway." Um, <laughs> so yeah. that that creep is is real, and obviously, if if you can't separate it, like. Uh, some room that you don't need to go into other than to work so you just walk away and leave it for the night is ideal um but, i agree uh, yeah but um yeah so work work from work from home is the future if you can properly and working from work is the future if uh if, if home is just one room where you can't separate things because when you can't separate things you will uh get that creep of working work late, 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 late. <laughs> yeah working through your, your, you'll be living you'll be living to work and not working to live my g um that's 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 kind of all i have to say about that topic i don't know if you've got anything to add i don't no, know no i think i think we've we've pretty much covered, covered it. it yeah nothing really insightful you know like that isn't already known but just some personal experiences yeah. from myself and diogenes here um, alright, one final thing that I think we should finish off on and we talked okay. about this we, this kind of nearly creeped its head earlier um, but we kind of kept it down <laughs> the English where's this going? <laughs> so Char- Charles and Diana's have you heard of the Charles and Diana's wedding cake thing? Uh, no 
Right, so there was a piece of their wedding cake because they, because obviously they're royals and they have all this money from from the taxpayers and stuff. Uh, when Charles and Diana yep. got married, there were like twenty or thirty official wedding cakes made. Mm-hmm. Forty years ago, mind you. Um, someone that was either in attendance at it or someone in one of the one of the like royal kitchens or whatever kept a slice, mm-hmm. and it's been recently found, still sort of preserved. Because it's like nine hundred percent sugar, so it's fine. Oh, how much? <laughs> how much did some absolute? Oh, did it auction? S- yeah. How much did some absolute spoon pay for it? Five million. Uh, not quite. No, it's it's one slice of cake. <laughs> they estimated it um, would go. What? What? One hundred thousand. Well, the, the auctioneers estimated it would go for five hundred pounds because like, it's like a, it's a forty-year-old yeah. slice of cake that you're probably not going to eat anyway. They estimated it would go for five hundred pounds. It sold for nearly four yeah. times that. It sold for one thousand eight hundred and fifty pounds. So some dude now, or some doll, or some other, has a piece of cake that they cannot eat. That they well, paid they nearly. It just might. Well, well, they can't eat it. it just might end. So, that they should not eat. <laughs> that they paid nearly two thousand pounds for. Did you ever in your life? Yeah, like I don't understand like buying like a really expensive guitar that was like maybe owned by yeah. Jimi Hendrix or like George Harrison something or like something. that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but, but no, piece of cake. That's, no, yeah, that's, that's fucking wild. Piece yeah. of cake. Um, <laughs> yeah. But actually, you know, something else I do kind of want to talk about as well, because um, it's, it's happened recently. Um, I feel like I'm just like interjecting here and throwing up millions no, of things no that you have absolutely no, no idea about wanting to talk about. But um, so we well, talked. Mate, we, I'm learning. We were yeah. talking yesterday, not yesterday, we were talking earlier on in this very podcast um, about like sudden, sort of sudden deaths that some of them aren't so sudden. Like you hear they've got some sort of illness and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen came up. And mm-hmm. we would be amiss talking about Eddie Van Halen if we didn't also talk about Wolfgang Van Halen. Um, Go for it. Who, um, yeah. Like I, I'm not. I'm not sure how much of a fan you are of his stuff after having maybe listened to it for a bit yeah. more. But Six. I, I like. It's not. Six. It's not like I. I'm. I'm not entirely vibing with a lot of it yet because it's not. It's not a sound that I'm all yeah. all that used to. Like his kind of sound. So I'm kind of like letting stuff grow on me still. But he does have some bops that I like stick on and, yeah. and stuff. Um, but he's supposed to be on tour with um, his band Mix Up. Tremonti's um, old drummer Garrett, who who uh, dropped off for a bit of a mental health day or, or a week or two, I think, um, off, off Tremonti, and that's why he's now in uh, that band. Frank Sidoris, the guitarist from Slash's touring band, um, and then two other guys. Um, but they were supposed to be playing a few shows, and they've like they've had to cancel them because one of the one of the touring personnel has has got the Rona, so my um yes. my, my it's not really a question. It's do you think really is is the sort of the catalyst now for Rona going to be when music turns starts up again? Is it going to be bands bringing it with them from places to places, or is it still going to be us the crowd that are going to bring it in? Like, is it going um. to it's going to shift from people being irresponsible I, not wearing masks to the bands that actually go to these places bringing it with them so um 
Well, to start off with, I love concerts, and I had a lot of concerts booked uh, uh, during Corona. Like, they were meant to happen whenever it happened, so they, a lot of them got cancelled. But um, my, my kind of opinion is probably that it is, a lot of it is going to be the crowds, because you've seen some of the crowds at, like, even download festivals, like 80,000 yeah. people, like, all very, like, congregated together. And even kind of smaller venues where people are, like, literally, like, fucking shoulder to shoulder pushing into each other sweating all over each other mm. it's disgusting that it sounds bodily fluids bodily all over fluids. each other without, <laughs> without, can without, I without put my bodily fluids on you <laughs> but uh, no I I, th- I think it's going to be a mixture of both but it's more so going to be the crowds because that's where everybody's yeah. kind of congregated together but I suppose bands yeah. kind of turn around will help bring it from place to place as well but whether yeah. we should let that kind of like stop, like oh, yeah. kind of just bring well, everything sure. to a halt or not, is, um, I I don't think it should. Like I think that's kind of it's kind of up to the people to yeah. well, number one, probably get vaccinated to like kind of decrease the kind of like risk they have from COVID as well, yeah. and uh, make that educated uh, kind of uh, decision whether they're comfortable like being closely congregated together with a lot of other people or not as yeah. well. Well, not to finish it on a really bad note, but um, native native seafood are closed for the foreseeable because one of their team has 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 had to isolate. So now the rest of them have to as well, and they put is up an Instagram post. Is this the place you were going to take me to? Yeah, this is the place we were going to we're ah, going to scram. They, the, they have the best uh, monkfish burgers ever. Like I am normal. Like a lot of food, I don't really yeah. not that I don't like seafood, but like a lot of it's really sort of overdone, or there's like too much sauce, or the sauce is too cheesy, or there's too much cheese in the cheese. I'm just, like, but the way they do a monkfish burger, I, I never had monkfish before, and I had it once. The last time I was there, and I would honestly die for it. But the heartbreaking thing, they had like, I think they said they had over a thousand pounds worth of fresh fish that they kind of were like, what are we gonna do with this? Um, but I think they got it sorted. I think somebody give it to the community. Yeah, I think somebody took (laughs) give it to me. Um, I think somebody took it off their hands, so they they are they're they're grand now. But uh, so thoughts and prayers to the native gang. Uh, hopefully we get the podcast sponsored with free merch. Yeah, um, give me some fucking free yeah. monkfish burgers. Or get something. me free monkfish burgers. Before, but, uh, <laughs> get me free shirts. I assume it's very nice. It, it is worth I'll the money. I um, I got it in a roll. They do yeah. it in a burger, but I got it in like a brioche roll. Which I kind of I'm not a fan of rolls because I get get them everywhere. Like I prefer burgers because you can hold them yeah. a certain way and yeah. keep everything in. Um, but they have this spicy Korean sauce on it. It's just absolutely delicious. So if you uh, are listening and Native is open by the time you do listen, um. Do head down. I don't know if they still have Try the little pod. Yeah, I don't know if they still have the little pod by the marina or if they have. Uh, they are only in the Port Street Prom pool area. Um, but if you can get to them, get to them. Get yourself a monkfish burger and hot diggity damn, it's well worth it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything from us. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, folks. Yeah. Hopefully um, that was a good first episode. Um, I, I think it went pretty well. I really enjoyed it myself too. Yeah. I don't think my cough was as bad as I it thought wasn't it was as bad. Be, I think so. you only coughed three or four times actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we, we chatted all a good I can bit. Say is we did. Covered everything. How, how long we think? One hour, ten minutes. Is yeah, I don't, I don't know much. how long I've been recording for, but uh, I think it's pretty, it's pretty but, big. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah no, I'm, I'm yep. excited for. Uh, future episodes i really definitely. enjoyed them um, well we'll definitely try and get more guests and stuff on um there is a local band actually you uh you know emil 
Emil Wilcox and Hardy. I do. I listened. I actually listened to their single yesterday, and it yeah, was, I was very well yeah, put together. I was going to say, I was, I was really going to really get to it. Surprised. Um, yeah. I only got to listen to like the start of it, and I kind of had like mm, it's kind of giving me game show vibes, like you know that kind of like upbeat game show kind of yeah. music at the start. It, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like indie sort of pop punk vibes. Yeah. But uh, what, so, what's yeah. the single actually called in the band? Um, I, I can't they're called the it's... they're called the Caged Hearts, and their single yeah. is called On Your Shoulder. It's out now on all major platforms. Um, and I think they released it through uh, Royal Music Group or something, Royale. Yeah, I um, think who, yeah. They're either a subsidiary of or owned by Universal, which is fair play Like for your for, for a, a local band from here being associated in any way from, with Universal, who are apparently the biggest re- record label ever. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is in that. Um, but yeah, we'll maybe have those guys on the podcast to chat about uh, their sort of creative process behind that because I know you're big into your music and recording as well, and it's something yeah. that kind of interests me. Go listen me. to it on Spotify as well. Go listen it to it on Spotify, good. but 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 listen to this ep- the rest of this episode first. In the next ten seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, no, that's I think that's everything I have. I was gonna, I something did come into my mind, but I've totally forgotten about it. Um, so it can't have been that important. I'm sure I'll add it in afterwards if I remember. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Go and give us a follow on, uh, check the notes for the link tree where you can find the Discord server. And uh, yeah, that's another thing. Actually, uh, the Discord server does have a stage where we'll like have chats with folks and stuff periodically okay. that aren't going to be on the podcast if if, if we uh, if we get time for that. So yeah, but I think that's pretty yep. much everything I wanted to cover. That's everything you want to chat about everything i wanted to cover i'm very happy before the episode turned out yeah. so i think we've we got, got, got a lot of chewing talk, yeah. more shit the next time. talk more crap the next time all right yeah. that'll do have a good one folks peace out